So you are a more experienced business owner and you want to include master resale rights to your courses or your programs because everyone is talking about it. And you think that this is the next big thing in the online business world. Should you risk it or not? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome to the 61st episode of Legally Fluent Podcast, a series that equips you with the legal and the business knowledge that you need to attract clients worldwide and to create a business that allows you freedom, flexibility, and the fulfillment that you so desire. I'm here to break down intimidating legal and entrepreneurial concepts into simple, actionable steps that you can implement today. From behind-the-scenes secrets of successful online businesses to tried and true legal strategies, I've got you covered. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or a seasoned entrepreneur. If you want to discover what works and what not, you are in the right place. I am your mentor and host, Vena Berga Danimar, an onlinepreneur legal strategist, co-CEO of the Danimar household, a lawyer and like you, an online business owner. Master resale rights or master resale rights, basically this is just a type of license that you include in your products or services if you give your buyer the right to resell it under whatever terms and conditions that you impose. You can say that your buyer cannot change the content of the course or you can only sell them at a certain price level, etc. The terms are totally up to you. What is guaranteed though is that if you give master resale rights, then your buyer has a right to sell your product and receive the profits from that sale. If this is your first time to hear the term master resale rights or what people now call as MRR, I discuss it in detail in episode 60. So if you want to listen, just go to www.legallyshecan.com forward slash LFP forward slash 60. So in the last episode, I discussed the repercussions of building a business solely selling a product with master resale rights which is pretty much what majority of the people supporting the scheme is currently doing. As a buyer and then as a reseller, you are only creating more competition that leads to oversaturation of the market. And when this happens, it will be harder and harder for you to sell. And since you are not really developing any other skills other than sell this one particular product that is not yours to begin with, it will be harder for you to survive the world of online business. Focusing your business on selling a product with master resale rights is a bad business strategy from the start. Now, what if you are the creator of the product? Would you be in a better position if you include a master resale rights to your offers? Now, let's say you have a course or a program that helps people find jobs. Is adding master resale rights to your program make it more attractive to buyers? Meaning, another coach can buy it from you, repackage it, and sell it to their customers. Well, definitely, if we are only talking about attraction, then of course, it can attract people to your product. But the thing is, if you are a real business owner, if you are a creator of something, you need to think beyond the initial attraction to your product. So what are you really giving up when you sell your creation or your course or your program with a master resale rights? For one, you have to think of intellectual property rights. And when I say intellectual property rights, I am actually 
referring to your copyrights. It is inevitable that you will lose control over the product. Copycats and pirates are already a big business issue in the digital course creation industry. And by selling your course or your program with a master resale rights, you are in fact inviting copycats and pirates to your doorstep. You are making it easier for them to steal your work. But of course, those who are supporting master resale rights can say that, your course can be stolen too even if you don't have a master resale rights. That is true. But the difference is, without a master resale rights, you can control who buys from you and you have more or less control over whose hands your work will pass on to. But with a master resale rights, you lose that control altogether because your buyer can actually sell it to another person and that person can sell it to another person you will definitely lose control. And you know what is harder to control? Whether the buyers of your product will actually follow your terms and conditions. So even if you say, don't sell the course or the product for less than this amount, how can you actually police this? Especially if you are just a one-woman business owner. In business, you cannot control everything. But you can lessen those variables that you cannot control or those variables that only exposes you to risk. That is not the case when you are selling a product with a master resale rights. Now, another issue is that you are in fact diluting the value of your product by adding a master resale rights. Why? Because you will attract people who don't really care about your course or your product. They are just after the fact that they can sell your course to another person and profit from it. Now, you might be thinking that this can also happen if you are running as an affiliate marketer. Well, not really because in affiliate marketing, you can choose the people who will become your affiliate and you can control how they promote your product. But with a master resale rights, you don't really know who sold your product to which person in the first place. So you will not be able to protect yourself from people who will overpromise, for example, or who will use questionable schemes when selling your product. But because it is your course, it is your face that the people see on the videos, you will inevitably be responsible for those resellers and their resellers. So the thing is, building a business is hard enough. You don't really want all of these added sources of headache, isn't it? Of course, there is the issue of creating your own competition. And because the product you are selling, even if you are the original creator, isn't really different from the other products that are being sold in the market, then you as well, you are oversaturating the market. And in an oversaturated market, you as the original creator loses out because unlike the other resellers whose only investment is actually a few hundred dollars, your investment as the creator is your time, your name, and your reputation. It is quite easy for other people to pivot to the next big thing. You on the other hand as the creator, you will be left trying to sell a product or a service or worse, starting from scratch. Now, I told you in the last episode that I did research well before releasing these episodes. Now, the creators of the marketing course with an MRR that is currently the center of all of these debates about MRR 
said that they included master resale rights because they want their course to be accessible to everyone. I mean, sure, that is a selfless mission. But does it really work in business? No, it does not. If you really care about your clients, if you really care about creating an impact, the solution is not to make your product or service easily accessible to everyone. And why is this so? Because if something is so accessible, if it's quite easy for people to just acquire it, people tend not to value it. And in business, you need to make sure that your product or service has a high actual or perceived value. If you commoditize your product or your service, then it will just be another program, another course, or another service that is no different from thousands of others out there in the market. Even if you put a price tag on it, people will see it only as a commodity and will not value it. That is just the truth. There may be people who will watch all the courses and all your lessons or will go through the program, but the majority are just there for the opportunity of reselling the product. Which brings us to another legal concern, promises and guarantees. Now, I see a common spill among creators and makers of the products and courses with MRR nowadays. They say that if you buy it now, you can profit right away. Or if you buy it now, you will be able to recoup your investment right away. The thing is, this kind of marketing scheme will backfire. Because one, since you are oversaturating the market, and by doing this, you are actually setting yourself up and your client resellers to failure. Second, which I already mentioned in the last episode, you cannot promise and guarantee results and earnings. Period. When you do that, you are creating a liability that will bite you sooner or later. So to summarize, as a creator or a business owner, should you sell your courses and programs with a master resale rights? The answer to this is a big no. You are a creative, you have the skill, the experience, and you already know how to create a product. Why waste all your work by diluting your control over the product or diluting your intellectual property? It just doesn't make sense. Your copyright is a business asset. You need to protect it. And selling your work with a master resale rights is the complete opposite of protecting your work. Of course, if you don't have any investment over your work except the money, for example, then you really don't care about all of these things, which then goes into your credibility. Why would we believe you when you didn't create your work anyway? Second thing is that MRR presents so much legal risks and exposure to the original creator. Do you really want those risks? Are a few hundred dollars really commensurate to the headache that you will face in the near future? I don't think so. And lastly, there is no sense in creating your own competition in an online business world. You think you can ride on the hype? Well, not really because like all hypes, this MRR thing will die down. And in the meantime, the moment you sell something with MRR, there is no stopping it unless you shut down your whole operation or you remove those things that you sold from the market. Now, if your only marketing strategy is to sell something with MRR, then you are building something that is not sustainable. And if you are serious about your business, if you really want to create a business that can support your dream, then you need to focus on sustainability rather than hoping and crossing your fingers that your course or product will sell just because you added a marketing promise that you should not have guaranteed anyway. Now, the world of online business is not 
easy. You need to accomplish and build your business foundations correctly. Now, if you want to have a sustainable business, not a fad, one that can survive the test of time, then there are certain minimum things that you need to accomplish. I listed them down in the Legally Fluent EMAP checklist, which I created for you if you are a coach, expert, or course creator who wants to attract sales and leads worldwide. Go to www.legallyfluentacademy.com forward slash LF checklist to download. Now, if you learned something from this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you will be the first one to know once we release a new episode. My goal in creating this podcast is to provide you with the necessary legal and entrepreneurial guidance so you can confidently run and scale your coaching, expert, or online business that works for you. Remember, it's not enough that you set up a business. You need to be able to run it with peace of mind and security because you don't need a business that only gives you stress and anxiety. So if you're ready to leave anxiety, insecurity, and fear behind and take your business to new heights, be sure to follow Legally Fluent Podcast and our social media account, Legally She Can. Together, we'll navigate the legal landscape and set you up for long-term success. Join me next week for episode 62 of the series. And until then, my preppy friend, take care, keep striving for your goal, and stay legally fluent.